Thank you and thank you. Let's give it up for Jesus. Amen, 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 and amen. And once again, I would like to welcome um, all of our first-time visitors. We really, um, you know, we're just really happy to have you in the house that you chose to come here and to worship with us. So um, I'm not going to waste no time here. I don't want to, but I am not going to waste no time. I want to go into this word. You know, um, we had discussed this word a little while back, you know, and so we were going through, you know, the book of Ephesians, and so we were sitting down the pastors, and we were going over, um, you know, the different chapters and everything. So it was very interesting. So when we came to um, book, you know, 4-1, um, the Holy Spirit, I really felt as though that I was, I wanted to preach from these, from this text today. So as I was studying, I didn't um, pick a, a name for the sermon. I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, give me the name for this sermon, right? And so as I was studying, he gave me, which is up there, right? Unity within the body of Christ. So I was like, okay, that sounds good. The key word is within. So the Holy Spirit said, now look that up. So when I look up within, it's very simple and straightforward. It means inside of something. I was like, all right, Holy Spirit. I hear that inside of us, right? And then I read it in a verse, the first sentence, the spread of fire within the building. That jumped off the page. I'm going to read it one more time. The spread of fire within the building. This is the building, but guess who the church are? We are. Amen? So that really was like, I was like, okay, that is really fire, right, that this, this building is not the church. Every one of us sitting in here, we are the body of Christ. We are the church. We are the ecclesia. Amen? So um, that was really something. So that was, I was halfway through it and when I got that name. So that's where the name for this, um, you know, for this sermon came. So with that being said, I would just like to go right in. Could we pull up Ephesians 4, 1 through 7? And let's go. I, therefore, a prisoner... For the Lord urge you, yes, I therefore urge you, right, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. Remember that, in love, right? Eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Ooh, come on. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Amen. So we're going to be going a lot over. You're going to hear a lot of within, 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 because I truly believe this is one of the major, major hurdles for the body of Christ. We have to understand who we are in Christ. Most of all, who do we have inside of us? So this is going to be um, a word that is heavy on that. So with that being said, I'm going to open in prayer. 
Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we just come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy. Dear Lord, I just pray that um, you just take these lips of clay. None of me, no flesh in this word. Holy Spirit, flow through me as living waters. Dear Lord, and we thank you for what you have done for us thus far today in this service. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, we pray. Amen and amen. All right, so we're going to go right into this, and I'm going to go verse by verse, but I'm going to be, I'm an ex-military man. I'm like on an M60 thing. I'm, it's machine gun fire, <laughs> but it will not be fast enough where you can't understand, but, um, but that's what I'm going to do, amen, in Jesus' name. So I'm going to set the context here. So Apostle Paul in this text was given the body of Christ crucial fundamental teaching on unity in the body of Christ, right? So this is really important, like Pastor West hit on. Uh, we left verse 3. He paid for verse 3. Now the rubber hitting the road. He's like, okay, this is what we need to do as, as the church, right? He was preaching. He was giving it to him, you know, in, in the church of Ephesus, right? Um, so that's where he's at. And so the body of Christ also, it will be crystal clear how crucial Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and the gifts of the Spirit is to the unity within the body of Christ. Amen? So, I mean, this was really something, that's what really drawed me to this, is what Paul was, he, he articulated so beautiful, that literally we have everything inside of us to obtain unity. And just off the start, remember this, the Trinity. Without the Trinity, we would not have unity. Without the unity, we would not have community. Amen? And when we get together like we are now, right, we're fellowshipping, we're doing everything, but that's the community aspect. But who puts all of that together? When Jesus says, I am going, I'm going to send you the promise of the Father. And that's why he said, oh, you're going to do more. Why? Because each and every one of us have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Amen? So we're going to start off with verse 1. I, therefore, a prisoner... For the Lord, or urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. As believers, we are encouraged to walk in a manner that honors Jesus' sacrifice at Calvary on the cross. Amen? That's what he did, right? The finished work at the cross. For the remissions of our sins and bringing us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. Called. Now, that word is klesis. They didn't have that one. I will get more Greek words later. But that means I thought this was very interesting. The divine invitation to embrace God's salvation. Wow, that's awesome. Right? So remember when Jesus told the, the, the disciples, this, oh, Lord, we cast out demons. We, oh, we did everything. And Jesus was like, yeah, yeah, I seen Satan fall like lightning. But guess what? Be thankful that your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. That's what Jesus said. This is the big picture here. Amen. Be thankful that your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. So now let's keep it pushing. Here we go. I have one verse that um, coincides with that. It's 1 Thessalonians 2.12. I don't believe. Deacon, don't worry. You don't have to pull it up. I'll read it expeditiously. We each one of you encourage you and charge you to walk in a manner worthy of God who has called you into his kingdom and glory. Amen. What I love about Paul, when he writes, he's, he's always, he's about to fall. 
He is. He's really about the walk. You know, we, you know, we are to serve the Lord in fear and trembling. So he's, he's, in, he's teaching them this fundamentals all the way through his epistles. And he wrote a third of the, right? Pastor Thomas, he wrote a third. Yeah, two-thirds. So he's really about the walk. Our walk is important. It really is, right? Amen? Mm, here we go. Verse 2. With all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing each one another in love. Now, this is where we see he's starting to give us some fruit of the Spirit. As Christians, we are called to live with humility, patience, gentleness, and love. The fruit of Holy Spirit is the mark of Christian character. These distinct traits are evidence of a life that belongs to Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit, right, is not a gift. It must be grown. You have to grow, you have to grow the fruit. Amen? So we're going we're gonna to go a little deeper, but just remember that. The fruit of the Spirit is not a gift. There's some things we have to do, right? We have to do in order to have this fruit that he is talking about. So this is, and it's good, we'll go a little deeper, right? Holy Spirit inside of us produces the fruit. We can't do it in ourselves. There's no way we can do it in ourselves. Amen? So the scripture for that is John 13, 35. By this, this is Jesus speaking, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Amen? And that love there is the first thing in the fruit of the Spirit. So what he's saying, if you have that, you're going to be fruitful, and the people will know you by the fruit, right? You know, this is our third year, right? And, you know, we're the sippy cup year and everything, but I'm here to tell you, there is some fruit that will, and this is, I looked it up. I went deep. The, there is um, an apricot, no, I believe it's nectarine. It can produce healthy fruit in three years. Nectarines can produce three, I mean, produce it in three years. Amen? So that's what I have, you know, on that. So this is real important. I have a quote for you. Fruit of Holy Spirit isn't intended to be a list of goals for us to produce. It is Holy Spirit through us who produce the fruit. Amen. And the scriptures for that is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and Galatians 5, 22. All right, here we go. Next, verse 3. Eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Now, the word maintained in the Greek is tereso, terio. Is, this is so good. So to carefully take care of, to guard the unity of the spirit in the bond. Now that word bond, Deacon, can you put that up for me? Is a joint, i.e. a ligament, right? that is uniting principles control is the bond. So this one here is a ligament. So if anybody in here is athletic, have ever had an ACL deal, right? That's your, um, that's your, yeah, that's your arterial carousic ligament, right? And for anyone who had it, when you're in your knee, your knee literally feels like the joint there is like, it, it'll fall out left, it'll fall out right. 
So what, what I'm saying and from this verse here and this definition is whatever you are within the body of Christ, whether you're a ligament, a tendon, it doesn't matter. You are important. I'm going to say that again. You are so important because think about this. If a ligament in your knee is, is not stable, you feel like you don't have, you're, you're, you're unstable. Well, that'll preach. That will preach. So each and every one of you are so important to the body of Christ. Hey, if you're a ligament, be the best ligament you can be. Come on. If you're a tendon, be the best tendon you can be. Amen? Because it matters. The body of Christ. This is what we are. Each and every one of us sitting here is unique. The Bible says that you're his masterpiece. We have to know who we are in Jesus. I didn't say it. This is what his word said. Amen? So just know that he made you, right? The Bible says he knitted you in your mother's womb. And my grandmother had a saying. She said, baby, God don't make junk. Let's go. He don't make junk. Everything, each and every one of us are here. The Bible says we are his masterpiece. Amen? So here we go. The next verse. Mm. Now we're going to get into Paul. He's, he's really, he's, he's on one now. So there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. Now, once again, call, Paul, is, he's really talking. So each one of us in here has a call. And we're going to get to that, right? So in this verse, Paul is, is saying that the oneness is the same oneness that Jesus paid for us when we wasn't even thought of. On his high priestly prayer, right? John 17. Read the whole thing. It's beautiful. He actually prayed for us. That we would be one as him and the Father is one. See, once again, remember the Trinity, unity, community, everything is tied in. So from what we read, we can see that the Trinity, you cannot have unity within the body without the Trinity. I'm just going to say that again. You cannot have unity without the Trinity. Once again, three in one. So we are the body of Christ, so, and we're going to keep going. We're going to come back to that, and it's going to preach real, real good. So when he, from this scripture, right, we know. So we're going to start off with, the, with this. The one body, that's the body of Christ. Number two, the Holy Spirit is the only one spiritual force that can unite all believers is Holy Spirit. Once again, this is in the word. He's the only one that can unite it, right? Because Jesus left. When he left, he said, I'm not leaving you an orphan. You're going to be okay. I'm not leaving you an orphan. So he left us the Holy Spirit, right? And so now that's the Holy Spirit, right, is the only force that can unite the believers. And so he's really bringing it home. And then the one hope is the one hope that we have in Jesus, that we will live eternity. That's who we put our hope and trust and faith in. Everything is pointing to Yeshua. And Jesus, I mean, and Paul discussed this, the word um, and the calling, right, from the first verse. Remember the first verse. So he was really on that. So the scripture for that is 1 Corinthians 8, 6, right? I have another quote. 
unified, spirit-filled, praying church will be an impact in their community. I'm going to read that one more time. Unified, spirit-filled, praying church will impact their community for the kingdom of God. Amen? So with unity, right, everything with unity, that means we're united, i.e., the Good News Club, we can impact our community. Evangelizing, guess what? We can impact our community. So we were not made to sit in this building. That's not the church. We're not made to sit up in this building. We were meant to go out. We're infilled with the Holy Spirit. We were meant to go out. Amen. So, and then, you know, we're going to keep going, but that's what we were meant for. Remember, this walls is not the church. We are the church. Amen. In Jesus' name. So, here we go. I think we're at verse 4. Was that verse 4? Okay. Okay, so now we're on verse 5. We're chugging along. Five, the number of grace. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Now, Paul added three more ones to this verse. He's repeating this reference to the oneness, which is highlighted, is so important. So we're going to break these one down as well, right? So he's really highlighting that, and he's really bringing it home that, you know, we are all to be one, right, as Jesus was with the Father. So as we read, one Lord, which is Jesus. By the way, um, in the book of Ephesus, Paul used Lord 20 times. So it's so important. Yeah, Jesus is your Savior, but is he your Lord? <laughs> yeah, he's your Savior, but is he your Lord? He's our Lord and Savior. So I like that. Paul was really focusing. I mean, Paul to me was like a sniper. Long range, man. He'd give it to you, bang, and it just hit dead center of where he was sitting it, right? So that's who he was to me. That's, he, was, he was just that. He, he was so powerful, right? One faith. We put our trust and faith once again in the Lord, right? And then now this is one baptism, okay? So at this time, I believe that what Paul is referring to here with the one baptism, see, and, and these days when people would accept Christ, right, we know um, that they would get saved. We know this from the book of Acts. Literally, they would get water baptized that same day. And I think that's awesome, right? And, but we know that there's more baptisms just like on the day of Pentecost, right? They got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, there it is there. Okay, so I'm going to do something real quick. If you take a drink of water, that's what happened when you accepted Christ. Come on. <laughs> you get a measure, right? Y'all know where I'm going with this, huh? Oh, this is good. So you have the Holy Spirit. You, you got amazing in you. But boy, when you baptize in him, now that little drink of water I just took, you are submerged in water. You know that worship song they were singing, long for the river. The Bible says out of your belly will come rivers of what? Living water. Amen. So this is really, really good. So, but that is, that's awesome. And I believe it was Carnelius when him and his whole family got saved. They got, they got it all. 
They got saved. <laughs> they got water baptized. And they got baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking tongues. And a lot of people believe he was, they were the first ones to go out there. Hey, that's it. Three and one. Come on. Let's go. All right. So here we go. So the uh, study scripture for this one is Galatians 3, 27 and 28. Right? And when they baptized, they did baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There we go. There's that three again. There's, there's the Trinity. It's there. All right. So now we're going to go to verse 7. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Now, um, this is good. So Paul was really focusing, um, and this is our last verse in this text. So the word measure, right, is, um, I, this was, this, I like this one, metron. So that means the required measure due to fit. So each one of us, is like I said, we have a measure, right? That comes with the gifts and everything. He know once again, he knitted us in our mother's womb. He know what we can, you know, he made us, right? So what he was saying here is that, you know, each one of us have a measure of gifts that he has for us. Amen. And it fits only us. So each one of, each one of us in here is unique in that way. Right. So you may you may, like I said, you can be a body part. But when it comes to the gifts, now, remember, gifts are given. Fruit is grown. Gifts are given. Fruit is grown. Amen. So that that is what we have to remember. So um, and then if you really want to get down to it, the fruit of the spirit is more, more. You know, it is so crucial because without the fruit of the Spirit, how are you going to have unity? Perfect example. When you have the fruit of the Spirit, we can feed each other. You say, how does that work, Pastor John? So let's say William is really patient. Is that prophetic, William? Are you patient? <laughs> well, guess what? In Jesus' name, you will be. Keep living and keep having cheering. And I said cheering. Keep living and keep having cheering. You're going to be patient. <laughs> so he gives you the opportunity to become patient. And then later on in this, I'm going to tell you how we can, you know, we have to cultivate ourselves to get fruit. Remember when Jesus was talking about the soil? So we, it's things we have to do. Amen. So remember that because gifts are given. Fruit is grown. I'm really nailing that home. So that's, that has to do with our walk, right? That has to do when Jesus himself, that was in red, they'll know them by the way, right? They treat each other, right? That's the body of Christ. And I thank God for this church. I do. Because we are, we understand, we, we just really, and it's anyone, for anyone. Thank God for you two who joined today, right? But there's so much power in a unified body when you feel with the Spirit. See, this is, this is really what jumped off um, with me was the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts. And I always remember, God, when he calls you to something, the Holy Spirit is going to equip you for it. So if you think that, you, and, and once again, Holy Spirit gives the gifts. How am I looking on time, Pastor? I'm good? Okay. Holy Spirit gives the gifts. Right? 
but once again, the fruit has to be cultivated. That's like we, one of our pillars is in your secret place. When you go in, you worship like we did today. You read your word. This is how you cultivate yourself for the Holy Spirit. And it's also with intimacy. Intimacy through and with the Holy Spirit. So remember, always remember, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit here. He's the only active Godhead on earth today. Jesus' ministry was 33 and a half years. He said, I'm going to send you another. So just know that, and um, this has been a true pleasure for me to get up here and, and to give you this word. But once again, I'm going to say it one more time. Um, gifts are given. Fruit is grown. Amen. So with that being said, I'm going to pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you um, to come together corporately and rightly divide your word of truth. Dear Lord, I pray that um, each and every person receives something from this word today. And dear Lord, we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.